0: Welcome to the BBC.
1: Bring me your balls.
2: No, Kelly Clarkson! Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the BBC podcast, Between Both Cheeks. We are super excited today. I have Luba with me. And we have a new guest host, Katrina, who you may recognize. She has been on the podcast once before, actually one of our most downloaded podcasts ever. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> yeah, it was the one titled "Waxing the Poom Poom." So she's Katrina, and her handle on everything online is at TropicsGalWax. Hi, Katrina. Hi. Hey, how are you? Good we're so excited that you agreed to fill in for us and be a guest because Ashley is very hard to schedule with nowadays that she has a baby which is understandable so not that you're a replacement because you're two different people but to have another esthetician here that can you know speak from a different perspective than Luba or I. So what's going on how are you?
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It was a no brainer. I'm 100% willing to be available for you. So I'm very, very happy to be here. Life is good. Um, A lot of new changes coming up. It's November transitioning into the holidays. I'm so excited. Um, So yeah, I'm happy to be here.
2: So what are your updates since we last recorded with you, which I believe was in the summer or the spring?
0: I think so, or even like March or April. So definitely a lot has happened. Um, My TikTok has grown a lot. I'm almost at 500k, which is super exciting. It's a little plateau right now. So I need to get a little bit more creative, I guess. Um, But yeah, so I'm actually opening a storefront next month. I am partnering up with a hairstylist. So we are trying to do like a jack of all trades. We want it to be a one-stop shop. I'm going to have a room to myself, but I'm actually going to be hiring an esthetician under me. Um, I just don't want to do full body waxing anymore. I'm focusing on the Pum Pum, AKA Brazilian and underarm area. And then I'll be teaching my esthetician all the full body so that she'll be booked with my clients. Um, And then by January, we have about six hair chairs. So we're trying to get about three hairstylists for all hair types, black hair, white hair, Middle Eastern hair. We want to do hairstyling, braids, cornrows, weaves. And then we're also going to have someone to do um, like an Indian scalp massage. And we want someone to have like threading available, lash tint, lash lift and a barber. So it is catered to everyone. So I'm really, really excited for that. We're actually renovating and painting at the moment. So a lot of new, new, new things for 2022. Are you so excited? I am going crazy. I am. Um, we actually, like my partner and I only had like 48 hours to decide. And I've been working at home for the past five years. I've been pretty comfortable with it, but I really need to detach home and work. It's just yeah. getting to me. On Saturday, I'm so drained. And then I'm like, oh, I walk by my spa room and I'm like, I should clean. And my husband's like, stop it. Like disconnect, breathe a little bit. Um, so she gave me, my partner gave me this opportunity and I was like, heck yes. And it's about 10 minutes away from me. So it's not too, too far. Um, It's very central. There's free parking. It's um, very, very easy access for everybody. And so far, all my clients are still following me. So that's a good thing. But um, so very, very fast. But you know, when you feel like your intuition, like you're either going to get like, super anxious about it. I'm not I'm so excited. Um, Even if it's not December 1st i I'm okay with it being January first. But I'm very, very, very thrilled. We're just Finding the other the hairstylist at the moment. That's when
1: you know it's right.
0: Exactly. It feels good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay.
2: Oh my so god! How did you come to the decision to open a storefront?
0: Um, she honestly, so one of my friends, she's actually an engineer and a hairstylist, but her and I have been wanting to own a business together for quite some time, um, and she was. Offered this opportunity like the last weekend of October she called me up and she's like look do you want to do it or not and I was like heck yes um I was kind of transitioning I found I was hitting a plateau because I've been working at home for about five years and like Every five years I need to change I need to do something different. Um, I just was kind of getting a lot of anxiety about um, having a lot of clients at home right now I'm taking about eight to twelve clients at home and it's just way too much energy in my house. Um, my husband and I are very spiritual and like we're like there's way too much juju in this at home so like he needs to like come home from work and just disconnect and it's hard because he wants to be with me but then there's clients running in and out, and it is his home as well. Um, so I was kind of anxious about it at the beginning. But now I'm like, you know what, I'll be working, I'm going to try and work like eight to five. And then the second I'm done work, just try and turn it off. And then maybe do some bookkeeping and everything until like six, and then just be able to spend time with him. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's been really good. October was was hard. I don't know, It was just a rough month, not a yeah. nothing really happened. But it was, I was turning 30. So I was like, oh. What's going on with my life? Where am I going? Um, But yeah, so it was just a transition that needed to be done. Um, Before the pandemic, I was doing like traditional aesthetics. So I was doing pedicures and massage and full body waxing. Full body waxing was for sure my niche. Um, But then after the pandemic, I got very popular on TikTok. And then I just started, uh, like, everyone's booking Brazilians only. So I'm not getting a lot of full bodies at the moment. So I'm like, you know what, I need to smart, like work smarter, not harder. So if I can get more clientele in in one day, and then just do poom poom and underarms, that can be in and out 30 minutes, and then just give my other esthetician all my full body clients. So yeah, I think it's going to work out.
1: Well, first, if you actually leave your business at 5 or 6 p.m., please let me know. (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) I used to say that all the time. And then I would leave here at like 8 p.m. So let's just put a marker on that and follow up in a couple of months. (laughs) Because if you hold the secret to success on that, please let everyone know. Um, And I saw actually on TikTok that you were... not going to do the other waxing and just doing the Brazilian and underarm waxing. And I thought, wow, good for you. Like good for you for recognizing that and doing that because so many people want to do that. And that is where the money is, but they're so scared of losing clients that they just continue down that path and continue to do things that they don't want to do or continue to just keep that open because they're so worried about losing clients. When I saw that, I was like, damn girl, like, amazing to make that decision that's like truly comes from the head and not a heart decision and it's brilliant in business so good for you
0: thank you I realize I really have to protect my energy and like set boundaries because I'm such a people pleaser and I'm like you know what like if I lose clients like though more will come, you know, and like, Mm -hmm. I have one client I'm like, actually really anxious about I have her tonight. And I've had her for about six or seven years. And it's a Brazilian and full leg. And I'm actually like telling her today, like, I'm sure she's seen it on my social media, but I'm actually telling her. So we'll see how that goes. But I don't want to be bullied into doing something I don't want to do, you know, and like, I do apologize. And you know, like, I've had a couple clients that I've been telling them, like, I'm not doing it. And they're like, you know what, that's fine. Like, I'm still gonna come see you for Brazilian. And the esthetician I'm hiring, she's actually a student of mine from like three years ago, but I'm going to retrain her on everything I've done. And I want like timing to be essential, bedside manners to be essential. So, um, you know, she's going to be like a little mini me, hopefully. And um, yeah, like I said, like I, I'm, I'm trying to give all my clients the resources and other estheticians if they don't want to come see me, like I'm not going to be brokenhearted, but I really I've been doing this 11 years. Like I need to protect my boundaries. I find my wrists are falling apart, um, especially with sugaring. And I was doing like full arm sugaring, sometimes half leg sugaring, and I'm like, I just can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. So, we tried to ta- um,
1: train the girls at, at um, Wax as well that everyone is trained the same, and it's okay to go see someone else. Like that competition in the industry, not, not is not only in the industry. Sometimes it's in the stores, and it's so crazy and sometimes not even with the girls but with with the clients like they will only see that one person and where we currently have a situation right now where someone is away for an extended period of time that we were not expecting and she's been with us for several years and I see the emails that come through and they're like well when so-and-so comes back then I'll come back I'm like sir it's going on four months now
2: Mm-hmm. Your next
1: waxing experience is not going to be pleasurable for yourself or the next wax bird. Mm-hmm. So I highly recommend seeing someone else within the business. They are trained the same way. They're put through the same courses, like why they hold on to, a, it's, it's,
0: it's really crazy to me. hmm especially when you set us like a specific guideline or policy within your spa, right? Like it's different if it might be like a different spa, but obviously you're reputable and you're having like the same guidelines, bedside manners. You're not going to hire like, estheticians You know what I mean? So, like, don't wait until like four months because it is going to be way more painful. And you don't know when that esthetician is coming back. And that's what's happening right now. Like, a lot of clients don't like to book a hand. And I'm like, well, good luck. Like, and then again, I give them other resources and other estheticians because, like you said, not to co- not to compete, but to collaborate. So, you know, I'm really trying to empower other estheticians in Ottawa and give them a chance. And I'm like, you know what? If you can't get in with me this month or next month, go see so and so and then come back to me because it's just they're going to be like crying on the table next time I'm like well yeah. you did this to yourself so
1: yeah uh, I, lo- I love that you're that you're all about the collaboration versus competition like that is very hard to find in the industry as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, absolutely. And that's even like with the storefront, like that's what we're really focusing on because even like in Ottawa, there's not, there's a large community of hairstylists and aestheticians, but they don't support each other. Yeah. It's all about competing. And I'm like, why? Like, we all have our niche, we all have our thing, you know, like there's no need to compete or badmouth anybody else, you know, like, and we have so much to learn from each other as well. Yeah. And like as females, especially, we should just be sisters and be nice to each other because we're, we're all doing this. We're, it's all the same goal. It's all the same passion, right?
1: And there is enough business to go around.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: There's enough in the industry. To go I mean, mm-hmm. look, at, like, look at just the nail salons in general. there will be like 25 within like a two
0: block radius.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There's, a, there's a reason why they can all pay their rent. There's enough business that's going on.
0: And now self-care is being talked about all the time. And even like a poom pom wax is painful, but it is still self-care, right? It's hygiene. And mm-hmm. for a lot of people, like if they don't come in every four weeks, like they don't feel comfortable in their own bodies, right? So that's what we're doing. We're boosting self-confidence. And especially after the pandemic, I think that's what people really realize because now everybody's kind of in their own bubble and they're also not getting out as much. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of clients appreciate actually getting out. And like, I have one client, like she literally doesn't do anything Like she's a mom of two, but she works from home. And like when she comes to see me, she's like, I got dressed up for you. I'm like, oh, that's Uh so sweet. But like I'm literally like one of the few people she sees, you know, and it's really sad. So like we have to be there to support them. Yeah.
1: You know what I find really interesting is like with this whole pandemic, is the beauty industry is booming. Um, and I'm talking about like schools and Mm -hmm. people opening up storefronts and it, it kind of blows my mind because I would think in a time of a pandemic, people are scared mm-hmm. and it really truly is for me from, from what I've seen is the exact opposite. Um, I now know three people that have opened up or are opening up a storefront. So whether it be for hair or skin and, um, I've talked to the, I sit on the board with, um, one of the beauty schools in Vegas, they had an 800% increase in attendance, people going to school. And, and I sat with the director, um, at one of the beauty shows that we did recently. And I said, why do you think that is? Because for me, I would think I am not going to get into an industry that could possibly be shut down again.
0: Mm -hmm. Like that
1: was my, my thought. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know what, we had a lot of people come and say, said, you know what, I've been doing accounting for 14 years, I've always wanted to go to beauty school. Now's my opportunity life is too short.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 100% and that's it like if anything this taught us there's obviously a lot of bad that happened but like life is way too short like get up and start your dreams right and like before I don't want to say it's too late it's never too late but you have to start the process it takes one day at a time right yeah. and I noticed that in Ottawa as well like a lot of stores popping up and like one I think it's like body sugaring bar or something like oh I got competition here yeah. but like they, I was really like surprised in barbershops as well but I think it was like people were planning or doing their business plan mm-hmm. over the past two years and then like like, you know what, like, just do it. Like, if you fail, okay, you're going to get up five times stronger, right? And there's no point in doing something that you don't want to do, because life is so short. And like, we're, we all have a purpose in this life, I truly believe. And I think for such a long time, like, you know, especially Ottawa, it's such a government city. So like, the minimum age is like 65 here. So it's very, like, just like, it was boring, but now it's like getting hype again. But I find like it's, it's people that really want to pursue what they, they thought that they needed or what they heartfelt. And I think even in this program, in aesthetics, we skipped a semester. So we either start in September at Algonquin College, I teach. Um, So we either start in September, or we start in January. So we have like a class missing in between because of the summer schedule with the pandemic. But now we have 80 students over 80 students. So that's like five sections, which is insane. And we were so shocked because I was like, Oh, I think like, especially like age from like 18 to 22 i think they're going to take a break maybe after high school and just like you know maybe travel or do something that they you know like disconnect cuz but no like it's full it is so full right now they're kind of dropping like flies but it is so full like five sections like we had to basically hire more teachers just to accommodate right. all the students
2: wow yeah what was normal before for student count
0: uh usually about 60 so about three oh, sections wow. Yeah. So 20 more. And again, like they're, um, it's very interesting. I find there's not a lot of structure. And even like, if I went to school after the pandemic, I'm sure I would be all over the place as well. But um, some of them are in it. And like, they're so passionate. They're such advocates for themselves and they really are so entrepreneurial which I love because when I was going to school I was so intimidated by running a business like I wanted to but it was like oh it's going to take five years to make money and you know like I'm I'm intimidated and I want to perfect my skill but like even now I say all the time like go ahead and start like I believe you should work in an industry for at least like six months to a year to see what you like about the industry what you don't like you know and again perfect your skill because people will go in thinking they want to do makeup and then five years later they find out their niche is facials right so like really do your research um I know at our school like we have one business class but it's definitely not enough like as a business owner you need to do it right like you just have to like jump off the diving board and do it and it really is like a roller coaster so you need to just bite the bullet get it done if you fail get up and start again Um, but these girls and boys like they're absolutely I admire them so much because they have so much confidence about running their own business
2: It's about more than just wealth. It's about crafting life experiences, seizing opportunities, and building a legacy. Subscribe now to the Make More with Matt Heslin podcast and join us every week for new expert insights and inspiration.
1: I love that you talked about... um the importance of working for someone for the first six months to a year. Um, And I think we talked about this on a, on a recent podcast. We just did a training seminar in Vegas at a beauty school. Mm -hmm. And I asked who um, like, who was going to do their own, who's doing their own business. Who's got a job working for someone else. And I think everyone put their hand up except for one person. They were all going into a room rental. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I love the enthusiasm but it's also very scary because they don't, from what I understand, um, they don't teach you the business side of it in beauty school. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Vegas is, it's a nasty city and everyone is out for themselves. I find in business, um, and they've got these huge buildings that they build with all these, um, Independent rooms, and I'm talking like a tiny, tiny, like the
2: size room. of a Walmart. All split up like a hospital, like yeah, really, room. yes,
1: okay. Interesting. and they made this crazy business out of it. And the way that they sell it is, well, your rent is only fifty dollars a week.
2: Wow. So they don't wow. even
1: break it down on what it is per month because that number sounds too big. Like the sales mm-hmm. pitch is is really gross. And it gets people very excited because they're thinking, Oh my God, like that's only one Brazilian and my rent is paid until they get in. And they're like, Oh my God, I have no clients. I don't know how to get clients. There's 16 other waxers in this building with me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, you know, it's, and not to like kill anyone's dream or whatever, but the importance of exactly what you said, go work someplace, right? Mm-hmm. Go work for minimum wage. Understand what you want, what you like, what you can
0: learn, because that is priceless. Mm -hmm. And then make a
1: decision from there. Mm
0: It's funny that you said that because I, I teach spawn body this semester and it's a five hour class, but there's only so much massage you can do in 15 weeks so I split up one day to just do teach them sugaring because I never learned sugaring, and then just do like speed waxing, um, we got males to come in and do like a chest and back wax, and then I showed them a Brazilian demonstration I was so disappointed in a lot of the students because they're still waxing the wrong direction and they're about to graduate. And I'm like, hold up, like, this is my name on the line, but not even that, like, you're you're waxing people at home. Like, this is such an invasive service. You can really hurt someone, especially like around the thighs, poom poom, underarm area, face, right? And like, they're like, well, I go down on the legs. But I'm like, but why do you go down on the leg? Like, do you understand the theory of the hair removal? You know, apply with the hair growth and then rip against. And like, there was just little things, even like the tools, like how to sanitize. And I'm like, and they're, mind you, like they're, they've been practicing in level two and three, um, they have spa operations. So they get to practice their services and technique. And like, some of them are just like not ready for the industry. And like, some of them don't even want to work at a spa. They just want to work for themselves or rent a room. But one, how do you get that clientele? You know, are you going to like, and like, and I tell them like right away, first year, I'm always telling them start taking before and after pictures, build up your portfolio, whether you're on TikTok, Instagram, just build because like they never told me that in school and like the amount of like pictures I could have taken, you know, yeah. and that's basically like your resume, right? Yeah. And like start building it now, even though like maybe you'll work a year from now or a couple of months from now, it's good to have that and like build it up, build that following in the, in your city, right? Or if you're going back home, a lot of them go back home. But it was just so disappointing to see like they still didn't even understand the theory of hair removal and then they're going to go to a spa or work for themselves and sometimes they will retrain you at a spa but at the same time like they shouldn't have to Right. You should know everything off the bat. Obviously there's different guidelines and everything for each spa, but it's, it's terrifying to be honest. And like, I hear this all the time, like with clients that have had resilience forever, you know, other services. And they're like, Oh, they're really patchy. Like I have to go home and like either re-wax myself or tweeze myself. I'm like, your job is no left hit like hair left behind. You yeah. know what I mean? Like sometimes, if you're, you know, on a different, like there's three hair cycles, so maybe like the hair might be too short because you came in two weeks instead of the four. So like maybe you might have to tweeze those guys. But like if it's patchy or if they left like your booty hair, like that is not acceptable. You're paying around fifty to seventy dollars for a Brazilian, like that is not acceptable. And if you have to go home and re wax, like and then they're like, yeah, I've been seeing this woman for like six years. I'm like, oh my goodness, you it's too. just like it it shocks me me or my biggest thing is the bedside manners and obviously you can't teach manners but you could try um but like I get this all the time especially with like darker skin type clients and they have more curly hair and our middle eastern clients their hair is very very difficult to come out and they say I can't wax you like your hair is too hard to come out like, that is not right. And it's yeah. like, so what, only white people can come yeah. and get a wax? Like, that's yeah. not acceptable. And, like, yeah. it breaks my heart. Or even bigger girls, right? And it's like, oh, you're too big. Or, like, they end up charging more, which, like, I was even a little bit... um conflicted about charging more because I was like, well, technically I am using more wax, but it's not like the client's fault. So that's technically discrimination, right? And it would be the same thing. What I compared it to was the same thing as like waxing someone that's Middle Eastern. I do use more wax usually because their hair is a little bit harder to come out. So am I going to charge them more because of their hair? Again, it's not their fault. Right. So like if you're not doing your job, like you're you're only exposed to basically a certain clientele and that doesn't make you, I don't know, I don't want to say good, but it's not, yeah, it's not very professional.
1: (laughs) You know what, it's funny that you brought this up because I think it is on topic with, you know, having your own business and the research that you need to do. Something that uh, we talked about in our management meeting yesterday was cost per service. And it's something that I want to update because I only have information from suppliers from you know, 14, 15 years ago that I got. But like you said, everyone is a different size. Everyone has a different amount of hair. Um, Estheticians use different, like they're either heavy handed or they're not. They either use 25 strips or they're using five. So we are working backwards to figure out what our cost of service is between a trainer and a newbie, and we're going to kind of mm-hmm. take that middle ground. But let me tell you, when I brought this up in the meeting, and I was like, Chloe, mm-hmm. you got to keep every strip, you got to keep every pad, you got to keep like, it.
0: <laughs>
1: it's difficult. I'm like Put it in a bag, write down who did the service, do it with the person that you're training. And I could just see she was like, oh, okay, for like just Brazilians, so I'm like, eyebrows, ears, mm-hmm. nose, under, like everything. So, Again, going back to having your own business, you know, someone can give you a bit of a guideline, but this is the stuff that you have to dig deep, deep, deep to find out what does it actually cost you to do a Brazilian people getting out of school don't think like that.
2: Mm -hmm. And then they Mm want to know,
1: like, well, why am I not making any money? Well, what's your cost of service? What are your operating costs? What is your, what is your overhead?
0: Mm -hmm. They don't know. They don't don't take it into consideration. No, I I posted a video a while ago and it it kind of sounded arrogant because it was just it was the Drake trend. And it was like how I I can't remember it right now, but it was basically like I make such and such amount uh, per hour and it blew up like over a million views and it blew up. And then people were like, oh, like I make this much in my country and oh my parents made like it's all like competing with each other right mm-hmm. and then I had an assistant at the time and she's like oh that's really good that you make that much money and I'm like yeah but like people don't realize that I'm not making 55 dollars like I'm making maybe like 35 right and she's like I don't understand and I'm like well the sticks the gloves the gauze the powder the this the that you know what I mean and like she really was mm-hmm. like oh that's true you know and it's really really hard like how like why wouldn't you take that into consideration and now like I'm again trying to work smarter not harder a little secret but I'll share it with you so like instead of using gauze I use a spray bottle so I use like my witch hazel or like my pre-cleanse I have a liquid form so I use a spray bottle to apply that and then so I'm not using gauze for that and then I would put the powder and then at the very end I have like my pom poom spray which is uh, witch hazel and aloe and essential oils depending on their skin type Or I use uh, the oil to remove and I just use my hands. I'll either like put it in my hand and then rub my client basically or spray it on them. And then I always leave aloe at the door. And I'm like, if I missed a spot, because I'm not going to like rub in between everywhere. But if I missed a spot, you can grab it and then you can apply it on yourself. So like I realized like I have my two gauze like that I got um, like at the beginning of September and I haven't even gone through it you know, so it's all those little things. Cause I'm trying to be more cost-effective as well. Absolutely. Baby wipes. Um, I'm not using wax paper at the moment. I do if they're on their period because I don't want them to bleed on my table. But um, I use like a sustainable waxing pad that my mother-in-law, shout out, my mother-in-law made me. And, um, you know, like it's it's super like wax resistant. And I know this woman in the States is actually creating these, but they're so expensive. They're like over a hundred dollars. But my mother-in-law, she found this material in Jamaica. Um, I think it's vinyl and like it comes out so well if there's wax that drips on it it comes out so well so again like avoid using wax paper you know and like I'll use wax paper on like full arm so it doesn't get on their clothing and again on their period but it's it's yeah there's a lot that goes into it and people don't realize and especially with wax I always tell my students there's so many disposable items yeah. right like other other services there's not that many like facials yes like you're using a lot of product and um, gauze but waxing like you're throwing away everything. So at the end of it, you're like, what did I put in here? Like, what did I invest in it? Right.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So listen up, people. Education is the most important. And I'm talking about not even school education, what you can learn from other people in the industry. Like, I cannot stress that enough. Mm-hmm. Um, Katrina, what are you most excited about in opening up your own place?
0: <sighs> ah, that's a good question. I think just having more of a name for myself, I'm really excited. I think there's going to, like, I'm going to have, like, an opening party, and I think there's just going to be a lot of people that want to meet me and not even get a service done, so um, I think working in a team is going to be very exciting. I really miss that. I used to work at a spa, but it's been about six years, so I really miss that interaction and, like, that cross-promotion and, you know, just collaborating with other people and trying to empower one another because I'm here by myself. I don't have anybody to, like share my ideas with and yeah yeah, so I think it's working in a team again but we're all basically going to have our own business right so we can all thrive differently but it'll be working in a team for sure
1: so cool so excited for you
2: have you decided
0: on a name um so the name of the beauty bar is true hairpin beauty bar And then we're all going to have our own window that will have our marketing on it. So I'm getting that designed as we speak. And then we'll have like everyone has their own logo and then what services they offer. And then I'll have my own room. My room is a little bit smaller than my room, but again, I'm just going to try and have more like shelving shelves on the wall and then just bring in my bed I'm going to get rid of my ring light and then just use like a pot light and then I have a sink in my room which is super exciting I don't have a sink in my room right now and that's just like it's hard it's and with health and safety right like that's one of the requirements here so like having a sink will be much much easier so then I can like sanitize while they're getting changed and um, yeah, but I'm, I'm very excited. It's just, I've never had my own, I, I feel like it's more professional as well. Um, I'm getting like, I had like a client from like, she's a producer on CTV, you know, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, trying to hide the cat and like, you know, like the clothes and you know, like, cause she, I walk like everyone walks through my living room and then to the um the spa room and I'm also really excited not to clean every single morning because like my Mm -hmm. husband and I will just kind of leave like the living room a mess late at night and then guess who cleans it that's me so you know just having everything like spot on is a little exhausting so it'll be nice to just disconnect work and home
1: Mm -hmm. so what are you going to turn your waxing room into yeah, I don't know
2: cool. <laughs> is it going to be a tiktok room just for a walk in closet you got so um, i
0: wish <laughs> um yeah. I think it is going to be like a reception room and like for TikTok and um, hopefully a baby room one day, like we're really trying to clear space and we've been trying to get pregnant for a while. So maybe that, but um, yeah, I think it'll be nice to just kind of have like a desk in here and then be able to work on my TikToks and um, a lot of other marketing bright, of course, you know, so I think that will be nice just to have everything a little bit more organized and kind of as a stock room as well so it'll be it'll be nice to have the space for sure and I'm not going to bring all of my stock to the spa just because like even in the back room there's just not enough for everyone's inventory so mm-hmm. it'll be nice to just kind of have you know half of my inventory there half of it here so
2: yeah amazing fun. Okay. Well, we couldn't be more proud of you. Yes. So, so much
0: in one year. It's so wild. It's absolutely insane.
2: Mm-hmm. I, if you
0: told me that this is where I was last year, I wouldn't have believed it. So I'm really, really grateful and blessed. And yeah, a lot of it is because of you too as well. So thank Aww. you. <laughs> Yay. Thank you so much for having <laughs> me. I'm so excited for this new opportunity. And we'll be here. We'll be back next week.
2: Thank you guys so much for listening. We're excited for you to listen to more episodes with Katrina. We hope you love her just as much as we do. I'm mm-hmm. sure you will. <laughs> and welcome to all of the new listeners that have come from Tropic Scow. Apple Podcasts, please write us a review because that's the easiest way to support us. If you want to get in touch or suggest topics, you can send us an email to comments at cheeks.com. And you can follow us on social media at Between Both Cheeks Podcast.
0: (laughs) Bye. Bye
2: Bye-bye. You ever thought about starting your own podcast? Well, I can tell you firsthand that starting a podcast was one of the best things that we have ever done, but it can be really overwhelming to start out. Where do you begin? How do you do it? All the things. So many questions, right? How do you record audio and have it just go out into the world into people's headphones and into their cars while they're doing dishes and cleaning and out on walks? Like I I, I can't say I understand the technology, but I can say that I know the easiest and the best way to do it, and that's with Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout is a podcast publishing platform And it's so easy to use and it can push your podcast out onto all major platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts, Buzzsprout can get you there. It's what we use every week. It's so freaking easy. I can't stress that enough. Like we're still learning and our audio isn't the best all the time because we use Zoom for a lot of our episodes still. But even if you guys start out with just Zoom or just sitting in your closet using the Voice Memo app on your phone, Buzzsprout makes it that much easier to get that content and that audio out into the world and you can start building a brand, improving your business, or just shooting the shits with your friends. (laughs) Shooting the shit with your friends. I don't know if I can say that on an ad. Anyways, if you're interested in starting your own podcast, I super, 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 super encourage you to do so. And go to our show notes, which is the show description. Click on the link and you get to start your own podcast with Buzzsprout. And you get an extra $20 Amazon gift card. It tells Buzzsprout that we've sent you and it really helps us out. Buzzsprout, the easiest way to podcast.